It is the Cam and Joe Show at 89.9 The Light. And right through the month of August, we've been working through a series of conversations about our body image. It's called Body Beautiful. And the response has been incredible. It's been overwhelming. And our next guest is going to close out this series in an incredible way. Dr. Zali Yeager is an internationally recognized body image expert who's worked in research and academia for nearly 20 years. She's an executive director of the Embrace Collective and a professor in the Institute for Health and Sport at Victoria University. She also co-authored the Embrace Kids book with Australian of the Year Taryn Brumfit and was the body image expert advisor on the Embrace Kids film. A wealth of experience. Yeah. Dr. Zali Yeager, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. We are so excited to have you on the show and you are our concluding you know, guest because we want to ask the question, um, how did the body image movement actually begin? It's a movement. Explain the origin and, you know, the intention. Yeah, this is a, a bit of a challenging question, actually, because um, the body image movement is sort of the name of Taryn Brumfitt's company. Uh, and so she started that about 10 years ago, and I've heard her tell the story so many times, so I'll have a go at it um, on her behalf. But um you know, Taryn went through this experience of after having children, then, you know, feeling a bit different about her body and going through that process of sort of thinking, you know, that you want something changed, you want something to, you know, in inverted commas, bounce back um, because it always has to be in the comma things for that um, conversation after, in terms of body after kids. Um, she explored you know, going through the cosmetic surgery route, but really felt that that wasn't something she wanted to role model to her daughter. Um, but she was still curious about, you know, having that body and went through a process of, um, you know, a bodybuilding competition um, where she sort of had that light bulb moment standing on stage, realising that, you know, she had a body that could be, you know, considered one what people are looking up to, but she was, wasn't happy it didn't actually change how she felt and uh, it took so much maintenance to um, and, and so take so much of your life to kind of have that body, um, something that wasn't sustainable. So she took a before and after photo um, and she changed the order of them because she had the before photo as being herself in a bikini on stage in a bodybuilding competition. And the after photo was her being comfortable in her body um and it kind of broke the internet like it was one of these things you know 10 years ago we hadn't seen that before we hadn't seen anyone um you know just an image of a regular woman's body um that had a tummy before we sort of hadn't seen it and it seems ridiculous now because we've seen it more now but um after that photo um she received 7000 emails from other women saying how do I do this? Um, she wrote a book. She made a film. Um, and that's where I met Taryn because um, I went along, you know, to see this film called Embrace, which was released in 2016. Um, and I went along to see this film, you know, just I had three young kids and I was like, yep, let's go watch this. I'd, you know, been in the area of research for 10 years or so. And when I saw the film, I thought this has done way more than all of our research programs 
because it was so powerful and no one in there walked out without crying. You know, it was so emotive and so engaging. Uh, and so my colleague and I um, conducted an evaluation of that film and found that it had actually had a significant effect on women's body appreciation in particular. Yeah, incredible. Um, What's yeah. been your personal connection? Because as you said, there's been research that you've conducted in this field. And even for you personally, what's been your own journey with your appreciation of your body? Yeah, so like many young people, um, I was teased for being in a larger body when I was younger and kind of went through a lot of different things that I did to change my body, um, a lot of which on reflection weren't very healthy, but I thought I was being a, a very healthy person. Uh, a very kind of standard story um, and what a lot of young people experience uh, in adolescence of just not feeling comfortable in yourself, trying to change your body. Um, but so I went on to become, try. Um, I went to university to do health and PE teaching. I was gonna help everyone else become healthy too. And um, at that point kind of realized that a lot of the things that a lot of us were doing in health and PE weren't really, um, weren't really that good for us. But then that's what's been driving me from then on to sort of figure out how we can help other people to not have to go through the same things that a lot of us have been through uh, in, in that there are lots of different ways that people exert pressure on us to change our bodies, to look different, to change our appearance in different ways. Uh, and so that's where um, I started um, an organisation that was aiming to really create change uh, so that we can change the things about the world that made us feel shame about our bodies so that no one else has to feel that way. We, um, excuse me, we've talked about so many things in this series along the month of August and spoken to so many teenagers, um, adults now, but talked about in teen exactly what you're saying, having so much difficulty. Um, mm. You helped with the Embrace Kids movie and you're an expert more in that area. How can we as parents help our children? What don't we know that can really help our children avoid the trap of comparison and eating disorders and body upsets? You know, what is what are some of the key things parents can do? Mm. Um, really great question. And um, Taryn and I did write a whole book about this, so I'm going to try and keep it brief, but could talk for days, you know. <laughs> um, so uh, one of the main things as, that we can do as parents is to role model um, looking after and appreciating our own bodies. We kind of forget about that. And we kind of focus on the like the, the doing part instead of the being part of um, just showing that actually our bodies are here for so much more than just to look at. You know, it's not an object on a shelf. It's something that you can go out and use. And we want to really change that focus from, you know, to such a focus on the outside and, and the appearance of, of who we are and, and look on the inside and who we're being, what we're doing in the world. And I think that the more that we can, um, you know, just encourage those that gentle reframe over and over again for our young people, that's how we can sort of bring it into conversation. Um, I often say, like, my kids tend to switch off when I get out, like, my PowerPoint slides and my pointer. And, like, you can't do it in, like in a sit down formal conversation it's got to be like everyday moments where you're just reframing um reframing away from the outside to focus on functionality where you're reframing to be like you know what we're all unique and different and that that's amazing that's what we love about the world um reframing towards being kinder to ourselves in lots of different ways you know about that test result or about you know that cake you made that 
totally flopped. Um, as well as, you know, in terms of our bodies and our appearance. Uh, and then the the kind of final key message is around finding uh, real role models, and that is people to look up to um, and the use of social media in ways that is more, is, is better for us mm. instead of bringing us down. Yeah. Zali, I, as a parent myself, I've got three younger kids and I'm almost at that stage where they're beginning that journey into teenage and young adulthood and, you know, feeling a little overwhelmed, if I'm honest, about the task at hand to be able to ensure that I can, for those three little human beings, model this in the best way that I possibly can for another parent, potentially, that's really feeling that pressure. There's so many theories out there. There are so many stories. There are so many conversations, which are all great things. But how do we actually move that into action to creating a change that is going to be something that lasts a lifetime? Mm, really great question. And I think that sometimes we can be overwhelmed when it sort of, you know, it feels, uh, feels like there are so many things on the list. Um, so in that case, I challenge parents to just do one thing, and that is to talk less about your own body and other people's bodies. Uh, and it's, I'm kind of cheating because I say one thing, but then it's like in two directions <laughs> in terms of your body and someone else's. And then it's kind of also like, don't say the negative things, but also sometimes don't say the positive things. Um, and so it's really just challenging us to focus on what's on the inside. And sometimes we slip up, like I, you know, you see a, a young kid coming towards you in an amazing tutu and you're just like, oh, I love your dress. And and then like as we start to get aware of this, that we're commenting on sort of the external and we're commenting on the appearance, we can just add an and and, and we're like, and what are you going to do in that dress? Or and how did you put together that outfit with the gumboots and the dress? You know, like mm. so we can just add to it to just reframe constantly back to um what's on the inside yeah my daughter she's 22 now um she's the one that actually started this whole discussion because she mm. said to me that when I was when she was 10 that I said to her you'd probably be happier if you were skinnier and I'm horrified um don't remember saying it but she's held on to it she was mm. telling me that um people never say anything to her except oh you've lost weight mm -hmm. Um, is that the kind of example that you're talking about? Yeah. So there's so much positive reinforcement of weight loss in general in our yeah. entire culture. Um, but what young people hear when when they hear that, like even if they're sort of watching and, you know, you watch a classic group of women come together and this is one of the first comments that comes up is, oh, you look great. Have you lost weight? And when there's young people around kind of watching that and absorbing that, what they hear is that actually weight is something that's really important about you yeah. um, and that, you know, smaller is generally better for women. So they're picking up on all of these messages um, as we hear that. And, and we do know from the lived experience stories of, of a lot of people who have gone on to develop eating disorders that the positive reinforcement that they received after weight loss was some of the most powerful driver of their disordered behaviour. So it is something that, you know, it's so natural for us to comment because we're visual people and we just want to sort of compliment someone. But if we can think of a compliment about pretty much anything else, it's going to be better than saying, 
have you lost weight? Mm, yeah, that's so good. Zali, there are so many conversations that we've had, as was said by Joe just a moment or so ago, just throughout this month, there's been so many incredible discussions, so much honesty, so much vulnerability, lots of just raw, heartfelt stuff. But there are things that I feel like because the issue is so large, there are aspects of it that we still don't fully understand. If there's something that we don't know to ask, but it helps families, it helps people dealing with their own positive body images, what would be something that you would say to them in terms of, I don't know what to ask because I'm not an expert in this area, but you are. So what do we need to know? What else? Hmm. Um, one of the main things I think um, that's an interesting progression in the space is that, you know, for the last, particularly the last five years, it's, you know, the body positivity movement in general, which is like a broader social movement, um, has was really focusing on, you know, it was like hashtag love your body. And this is kind of what it got turned into on Instagram in particular. And I think a lot of people sort of felt a little bit challenged by that, like, loving your body was something that felt really hard for a lot of people and where this the space in terms of the research is moving towards but also um kind of the broader movement is about body neutrality which is really just that idea that you don't have to end up hashtag loving your body um sometimes you could just be okay with it but the main thing is that the way you feel about the way you look doesn't stop you from going and doing anything in the world um we did some it, it wasn't like big R research. We just on Instagram asked um, the body image movement community, what did hating your body cost you? And these adult women wrote these uh, like 1500 responses about all of the things that they'd missed out on in life because of the way that they felt about their bodies. And it was, you know, experiences, adventures, memories with their children. Um, a lot of the time, you know, swimming at the pool and the beach was mentioned, photographs, um, people didn't go for jobs because they didn't feel confident about their appearance. So this is something that has a really big impact on people's lives. And um, you, you don't have to sort of turn that all around and become a flag waving, you know, um, person who's always loving their body and always positive about everything. It's just about knowing that your body and your appearance is actually the least important least interesting part of you and to move forward in terms of what you're going to do in life sort of regardless of, of how you look I absolutely love that and can totally relate and I'm sure both men and women uh, mm. I think about you know how much time is wasted you know if you go over your life and, and if you were passing away and dying you're not going to be thinking I wish my arms were smaller <laughs> you know you're not going to say I you know, don't like the shape of my legs. That's not going to matter to you. And we spend so much time um, talking about it, focusing on it. I, I totally agree. I love mm. that. Um, as a light community, obviously light listeners, they're listening in right now. We've we've covered so much. You know, what is something, because what I hate is you, you hear a lot of theory. It's like going to a conference. Oh, that was lovely. And you walk away. You go to the one next year. Oh, that was lovely. You walk away, <laughs> you know, and nothing really changes. You had a good pump up, you had a good reminder, but you didn't put it into action. How can we walk away from this body beautiful series, which has had overwhelming response, talking about so many things and take one thing and just, you know, if we all did it, all the light listeners, the thousands of listeners listening right now did one thing to move the dial. What should we be doing? 
I really do think it's about the way we talk about our own and other people's bodies. Mm. And, you know, that's in person. It's also how we talk about them on social media. Um, there's a lot, a lot of the time we're sort of trying to be humble or we're trying to be funny and we're sort of self-deprecating and, and we sort of make jokes about our own appearance or, you know, what we find in boys is that there's a lot of banter about appearance and kind of, you know, really casual joking about stuff. I just think if we tried to um, take the focus off what we look like and onto other things, that would be a big difference. Yeah. I think also in terms of the everyday experience, curating our social media intake is is something that's really important because you know back when we were young we yeah. couldn't really control what was on you know in inside a magazine we couldn't control what ads we saw and um what sort of content we were exposed to but now on social media you kind of can to some extent i mean there are challenges in the algorithm but um you know we can make sure that we're not engaging and um, tell all of those platforms that you're not interested in seeing weight loss content. That's some of the worst content on social media um, is about, you know, the things that people, other people are doing to change their bodies because when young people see that kind of makes them think they should be doing that too. Mm. Um, So making sure that we're sort of blocking um, and we are curating and then putting in positive things that are going to make us feel good. So there was some research on, I don't know why they needed to do a research study on this, but they looked at the difference between people looking at, you know, standard um, Instagram content with bodies and looking at landscapes. And the people who looked at landscapes, their body image was fine. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. Whereas the people who look at bodies, um, after they walk out of that research room, they felt worse about themselves. Yeah. So we kind of know this, but I think that we can all just do a little five-minute curate of our feed in order to change what we're actually exposed to on a day-to-day basis. It's going to impact on how we feel about ourselves. Yeah, that's brilliant. Zali, uh, to conclude this whole series, we're going to be hosting with a number of our light listeners a movie screening of Embrace Kids, which we're so excited to be able to just have that as the cherry on top for this incredible series of conversations. Uh, Tell us what you learnt through the experience of putting that documentary together and the response that it's received. Mm, I mean... I was I played a very small part in kind of contributing to this film and it was made during COVID, which you wouldn't know by looking at it because, you know, no one wants to be reminded of that. So, but it, there were a lot of challenges in in putting together this film. All I know is I've been to so many Q&A screenings with young people and at the first one I turned up and I thought, oh, I don't know if the kids are going to have any questions to ask. But the adults did not even get a chance. Huh. The kids were like straight in there. They were asking questions. They were so engaged and um, they love it because it really opens up a lot of the um, conversations and the questions that sometimes they've been wondering about and haven't been sure how to talk about. And we've just got some really preliminary data on the film. We're doing an, an evaluation on this one and, it, and um, it's shown that it has improved body appreciation for um, young people and for the grown-ups that watch it. So this is something that um, I find a lot of the adults, um, you know, people without kids will come along and watch the film and then they'll sort of walk out and they'll be like, that healed my inner child Hmm. because it's something that they wish was around when they were younger. Um, So, yeah, I'm sure that your audience is going to love it. Remember to bring your tissues because if you're a grown-up, it's likely to, like, hit a few emotional buttons but um it's a really uplifting and inspiring film and i'm um, really proud to be a part of it so good is there anything else Zali, that you would want to say 
um, because as Cam said earlier, you know, you don't know what you don't know and you're, you are an expert um, in this area. Um, tell us how you are an expert in this area, actually. Oh, yeah, I was just fascinated by the way people felt about the way they looked. And so I started to, when I was doing my undergraduate, I started to do like an honours project in body image. And then um, someone said I should do a PhD. And I was like, I don't really know what that is. Um, so then they explained it to me that you get to look into something for four years. And as someone who loves learning and is very curious, I was like, oh, that sounds really fun. Um uh, just a, a word of warning for all listeners. It's not actually that fun. I don't inadvertently leading people towards that path, but it, it was a chance to sort of really look into something. Um, and then in after that, I was working in research and academia and just, um, you know, doing all of the studies that mean that I know um, and I've really focused on just what works to help people feel better about their bodies. Mm. Um, because in my head, I was like, I'll just figure out what works and then we'll give that to everyone and then everything will be fine. <laughs> um, turns out it's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little more challenging. Uh, and sometimes it's about, um, you know, putting programs in place in schools and um, in sporting clubs. Um, with the Embrace Collective, we have so many resources for parents in homes sporting clubs, schools, we're trying to put things in all of the places where young people live, learn and play. Um, and sometimes it is about adding those programs in, but sometimes it's also about kind of um, taking out some of the, the things that make young people feel bad about themselves. And some of the ways that particularly food and nutrition education is taught, some of the things that happen in schools um, around like weighing young people, some of the things that happen in sporting clubs in terms of the, the conversations around bodies and the comments that are made, all of those things can really add up to being, um, you know, quite a negative culture and quite a negative environment environment for young people. So we're, um, you know, with Taryn as Australian of the Year, it's our focus this year. Actually, she said um, we had this whole strategic plan we were going to, reach 1 million Australian young people in three years. And I had this whole spreadsheet. We had it all mapped out. And then she got Australian of the Year. Um, and then the next morning went on to ABC News Breakfast and, and said, we're going to do it in one year. And <laughs> our team read about it in the newspaper and went back to my spreadsheet. I was like, okay, we better change it. <laughs> um, but it, it is possible um, because people are really open and really interested in this topic. And I think maybe you know your experience with your um listeners is showing that people are ready to have these mm. conversations and what we're trying to do now is just to get those resources out so that people can have informed conversations and take action that's going to help everyone to feel better about themselves when it comes to young people and maybe this ties back into the movie as well but i feel like society as a whole with our kids they're being exposed to issues younger and younger, whether it might be issues for addiction, for drug use, for alcohol, for sex, whatever it might be. Do you find that kids are being exposed to these issues of how they feel about themselves and their bodies even earlier today than they have been? I mean, yeah. And this is just part of, um, you know, the access to information that mm. we have now is a completely different story. Um, but I find that, you know, a lot of people think that body image is the sensitive topic or, or the sensitive conversation. And I, I just think that we shouldn't be too afraid of the conversation of how we feel about ourselves. The, some of the problematic information is actually more about 
weight loss or that we should change our bodies or cosmetic surgery or, um, you know, for boys, muscle building supplement use. Mm -hmm. You know, there are exposure exposure to those things um, and exposure to, um, you know, some some of the eating disorder content or, um, you know, stories of people being addicted to exercise and those sorts of things. That's, That's the kind of stuff that we'd want to make sure that we're sort of holding off until young people are ready for that information. Mm. But um, what, what we do now in terms of all of those other health um, health things is that the way that young people feel about their bodies actually influences, you know, we know that if you feel better about your body, you're less likely to use alcohol and other drugs, you're less likely to um, engage in early sexual intercourse. Like mm. it kind of is connected to all of these things you wouldn't even expect. Even young people who appreciate their bodies are more likely to wear sunscreen. Mm. And that for me was a study that I was just like, oh, this this really does just show that it kind of connects with so many things that you wouldn't expect. And that's why it's such an important issue to focus on. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love this statement that I see on the website, your website, um, your body's not an ornament, it's the vehicle to your dreams. And I think that's a great way to sort of conclude that your body is a tool for living out your life in the healthiest, best, most productive, dream-filled, joyful way. Um, it's not meant to be the focus of your life. Yeah. Awesome. Totally agree. Zali, just before we go, you've talked about getting resources out into the hands of as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Where can someone go to find some of the incredible research, the books, everything that you guys have been doing to be able to resource parents, to resource families and to resource people to learn to do this a little better? Mm. Um, We have a few different places, but the best one is probably if you go to www.bodyimageresources.com and that um, when you get to that page, you can sign up to join the Embrace Kids Support Squad and that group of people gets everything first and gets linked to all of the information and it kind of comes to you instead of you having to go out and continually seek out information. We know what it's like to be busy parents and and educators and um, we just want to make sure that we're supporting people to be able to have these conversations. So that's the best place to go and um, we'll send you everything we've got. Fantastic. Dr. Zali Yeager, we appreciate your expertise and thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much for chatting with us today. Thank you.